this non-stop turn and twist. Out of his mercy. What's the done with God? Give me the money, Nala. Me Nala walk like a champion. Walk like a champion. What a piece of money, girl. Tell me where you get it. All right, team. I mean, you know my game come to But yeah, it was, uh, it was basically, uh, the, the fellas taking their wives and kids out to, um, enjoy the sight. We tried to go, we tried to go by the Super Bowl, and not Super Bowl, what's it called? The stadium? Yeah, we tried to go by the stadium. That didn't work. And then we tried to go by um, NFL Experience over by UT. That didn't work. It's like everything was like blocked off uh, within like a couple blocks. Of everything, so you couldn't you couldn't get to nothing. And then uh, once that was happening, once we kind of gave up on that, we uh, we was like, you know what? We stopped and got some to eat in Soho, and then after that. We just kind of came back to the crib. Uh, it took took a couple of trips around the sun to try to figure that out. Say something, testing, testing, testing. Headphones, beautiful trip. So fun. Say something, man. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay. One, two, one, two. All right, there we go. Finally in there. All right, man. Yeah, so uh, we got here like really, 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 really late. Friday morning, like three o'clock. Oh, Saturday morning, like three o'clock in the morning. And uh, just kind of been at his house kicking it. And he's supposed to be cooking up something. But again, Dre got his butt flat back down. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Terrible, man. I apologize to everybody out there watching. This is not an endorsement of the Buccaneers in any way, shape, or form. It's just one of the homies was really excited to have his flag on the show. It has nothing to do with <laughs> our love for the Bucks. I ain't had nothing since they uh they traded up Warren Sapp. Remember O three? And the whole city yeah. on fire. I was a fan back then, but when they got rid of like Ward Dunn and everybody, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good on that. So. Oh, yeah, man, we're camping up too. I mean, basketball has like kind of dominated our lives the last month or so, so. so it's uh, winding down though. Maybe, maybe we got a week. We'll see this playoffs. So we win, we stay in, we lose. It's over, so see how it works out. Who y'all got to match up with? We got to match up with Gaither first. We actually played Gaither this week. Played a horrible game and lost, but it's it's actually a winnable game. So if we if we uh, win the first game, we're in the uh, district championship game, and either way, we're in the top two. So we'll uh, proceed, you know, um, to the, into the, to state, the, playoffs, the so. state playoff system. Yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, you had me thinking y'all weren't gonna do nothing this year. A couple text messages, like it, um, just, it was just over. It's a lost cause. It's uh, 
it's been it's been interesting. I mean, we won some games we should have lost. We lost some games we should have won. So mm-hmm. um, we lost on a buzzer beater Tuesday night. So we we've won on a buzzer beater this year. We've yeah. won on a buzzer beater three and lost on a buzzer beater three uh, this year. And uh, what's crazy is that they played like the worst game they've played all season on Monday, and then Tuesday they like bounced back against a tough team and like played really really tough. We didn't get the win, but I. They, the turnaround yeah, within 24 hours from You say yeah, y'all didn't get the win, but what? So. Yeah, cut out. You say y'all didn't get the win, I said, what? We, I said, we didn't, get the, we didn't get the win, but I was impressed with how they were able to turn it around from playing such a horrible game uh, the night before, mm-hmm. you know, to, to really come out and compete the next night. And so. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That meant y'all got a little clipper in you. Got the, to- got the talent, got the horses. But for some reason... The fellas ain't it ain't clicking mentally or emotionally for them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is, but um, you know, some games you just get different, uh, different levels of effort. So yeah, I know. Um, that was a conversation me and Dre was having. We got like a little, you know, how we do a little heated debate on the way down, and we was like, uh, you know, obviously talking about the game today. And, uh, you know, all that GOAT talk stuff started coming. And then, you know, we ended up on the Clippers and the Lakers because I, I just been, I don't know what's going on, just been out of the, out of touch with the NBA for some reason. But, you know, the narratives be plentiful and they always changing given uh, the time of the year. So it's kind of been like out of it. But uh, I know I usually check in right after the Super Bowl, but it, Stuff like yeah. the Clippers having the number one record in the league for a couple of weeks, and um, you know, I'm just trying to figure out, like, yo, who's really going to be the? Is anybody going to? Is anybody going to contest the Lakers? Who's coming out of the East? And I was just like, man, I I like the Clippers roster, but that same problem they had last year has that been fixed? Is the leadership are they still getting up to play them games? And I, I just yeah. Last year was huge, man. Chats just don't they don't go in the play. They don't feel like playing. Yeah. Feel like playing. yeah, and it seems like Paul George continues to be a uh, a target. Like, yeah, I don't we, know if it's just easy did. for people to pick on Paul George, <laughs> man. But I almost feel sorry for the dude now because, like, that's like man. the first person everybody want to take shots at. Like he ain't do nothing this this time. And Jerry <laughs> Dell is like, nah, man, I got to put you in this book. Now, what what's is like is that like a man violation though? Like what is is he doing something to make dudes want to try? I mean, a lot of people felt that the energy that he had when he came to the Clippers was like and then for him to play that way in the playoffs. So a lot of people feel feel like that about him. And then, you know, Kawhi, you can't take shots at Kawhi because Kawhi has won with two different teams so yeah. if you're coming for if you're coming for somebody on the clippers like I, people I know that's the only person uh, the only person you can people come for? know yeah that's the only one you can come for because what's the uh what's the uh point guard uh pat bell pat but you can't come for him because he's crazy like yeah don't, don't mess with him but you can get anybody else you want on the <laughs> roster and, and the, the highest profile for your book so this this so I'm thinking of like 
Like, what you do when bullies just come at you, dog? Like, how you tell somebody to just stop stop getting bullied? Like, you got to face bullies like, what, what, what's that? I mean, in this case, the only thing he do is when the playoffs come around, just step up. You saw, but did you see where they they talked about Jared Dudley's book on, uh, it might have been on Tuesday, but on Wednesday, uh, Paul George goes out and shoots eight for nine from three. Like, so that's the only way you can, that's the only way you can come back you know, with somebody so, seeming like so, that. So let me let me ask this. Is 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 Jared waking a sleeping beast up? Like are we are we saying that's the only way to get what you call it, play is just to disrespect his manhood? That's, I mean, that's disrespecting man. He brings the best out of a lot of people. I mean Jared one is trying to sell some books. I mean that's like let's let's keep it real on that. And your boy Skip was like Jared played a total of thirty three minutes yeah. In the whole bubble, <laughs> <laughs> but it still it still got him hyped up. Like, how how is this guy? How is this guy able to talk about anybody or anything uh, when it comes to basketball? You know, but Jared Dudley is like an OG in the league. He's been around for a minute. He got that ultimate respect of everybody. So, well, why is Jared coming? Like, if I was Paul George, I'd be trying to figure out because you got to remember now. Last year. In the playoffs against the Mavs, guess who was checking for him? They say he was selling them out. <laughs> Your boy's uh, Curry. Every time yeah. Curry was scoring, he was going to find Paul George on defense so he could talk jump. Uh, now, what, what's but going on? Wasn't there what was it? Wasn't there like a um, a situation though? I mean, what, yeah, it was what? a legit one, but it ain't like Paul. I don't remember hearing. So for anybody that ain't familiar, Paul George used to date. Uh, what's his name? Doc Del- Rivers. Yeah, but Doc what's Rivers Curry? Daughter, Curry? right? Yeah, and Curry married Doc Rivers' daughter, and so they yeah. in the bubble. They say in the bubble, everybody was just kind of like dumping on Paul George, and you know, different ways. And in the in the game when he had to play the mask, it's like Curry was just like, oh, oh, just like just selling him out. Like every time he dropped a basket, looking at him running back, just selling the man out. So now I'm like, yo, what's what's going on with that? Like, as a man, how you deal with that, dog? I mean, it's basketball. So, don't, I mean, the way you can settle that is getting, getting these buckets. I mean, they're not going to fight. I mean, it's the NBA, so they're not going to fight. Well, so, the only way you can do yeah, it is get you buckets. Can't, he can't even get back at Jared Dudley. But ain't nothing he can do. He can't dunk on Jared Dudley. He can't I mean, Jared Dudley's not going to be on the floor for That's him. what I'm saying. So, how he going to get Like, what? He, he got to duck on LeBron and be like, Jared? <laughs> like, what, he got to hit threes and look at Jared on the bench? Is that a waste of time, if, if If the Clippers and the Lakers meet up, if the Clippers and the Lakers meet up in the West Conference Finals, which is, which is most likely going to happen, he's going right. to have to, not only are the Clippers going to have to win, but... He's going to have to be the reason. Uh, he he got to be the reason. Like, everybody's going to have to be then like, he Paul can, Jones. Then he can shut him up. Then he can shut him up. And then he's gonna have to go against uh, most likely the Nets. Or the Celtics, you know, most likely the Nets and the Celtics, because man, them two teams are just crazy. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know how people are gonna deal with the Nets and the Celtics. Like, what's gonna? You know what I mean? Like, there's you nobody else. Celtics in this conversation. Come on, bro. Don't 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 do it again. Uh. It's the same. Whitman dread the same conversation driving down here. <laughs> Every year, every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. 
every time we talk about the Celtics, I mean the the, the finals, who in the East? Don't nobody gonna put the Celtics in it. Granted, we ain't been there in a while, but come on, now. three out of the last four years, we in the Eastern Conference Finals, but we still can't get that respect. Yeah, we can't even get it. Anyway, sponsors, 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 sponsors. Uh, McDowell. I didn't even run the intro this year, man. This this week. Go ahead, man. You're right. You're right. I mean, it's, it's coming 15 minutes late, but hey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to That'll Be $8, the podcast, a.k.a. the Black Awareness Rally podcast. You can be rocking with anybody else in the world right now, but you are here with us. For that, we do appreciate you. It's your man, Pledge, alongside my main man, B. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? And we welcome all of you guys to the ongoing conversation about the, we had a little what, Super Bowl topic, a little NBA topic. We had a manhood topic. That's what I call it. That's a manhood topic. Paul, Paul George, and listen, uh, bro. Listen, bro. That's that's manhood. That that wasn't about sports. That was about your life. How cats be trying your life, dog? That's that's what that topic yeah. was about. For anybody that ain't even aware, uh, yeah, Black Awareness Rally, brought to you by McDowell's, the timeless classic McDowell's. And McDonald's got the Big Mac. McDonald's got Big Mick. You know I mean, they got the Golden Arches. McDonald's, McDonald's got the Golden Arches. McDonald's got the Golden Arcs. Uh, Cleo McDowell, appreciate y'all for supporting them all these years. It's been 30 years. They finally about to drop a new commercial. You know what I mean? In March. Go check them out. Yeah. They should be open. Uh, Man, it's, it's going to it's gonna feel weird not going to the theaters for that one, though. Yeah, it's gonna feel weird uh, watching that from the crib. I don't know. You can go. You can go. You can hype around it. Oh, it's gonna be at the. It's gonna be at the theater. I don't know, but you can go to the theater. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't gonna be nothing going on there. No, it is gonna be weird, man. I I I finally saw the trailer uh, for Coming to America too a couple days ago, and I was just kind of like, man. Even if the movie ain't as good as the first one, it just felt cool to kind of see everybody like hanging out. I mean, see like a little reunion tour. Uh, any of the fans out there, man, that's where we got the show idea from. Uh, that's where Randy Watson and McDowell's and Sexy Chocolate come from. It's coming from the film. And I guess yeah. it was a good time for Buddy to try to sue us. Because he's going to need the Mighty Sharp, Mighty Sharp Network to get some, some love off of that. Uh, yeah. Still blow, but he sued us and then he tried to holler at his uh, Sorry, man. I'll word it upward. Yeah. Hey, we got 198 followers on the page. I didn't even notice that. But anyway. Big up. Yeah. And, uh, and I agree with uh, Bradford and chat. The, the way to stop trash talking is by getting buckets. So. But what if the cat that's on the trash talking ain't on the court, Bradford? Does that matter? <laughs> hmm, yeah. in the game. You hating from outside the club? You can't even get in. And I'm supposed to chirp with you? Is, the question is: Is is Dudley? Is he still on the team? Wow! Did they bring him back? No, I'm, I'm not th- trying to throw shade. But did they bring? That's him your back? team. You should know. <laughs> I don't know. Like he don't ever touch the court, so I don't. Man, like, he don't. Yeah, he don't never touch the court. You should know that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he's still on y'all roster. Uh, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. I'm gonna say you're gonna have to because I can't tell you. I know, uh, I don't know that. 
I, I did want this show to be like the new man code and the man rules in this this new era, but some stuff just don't fly, dog. Some stuff still don't fly. A dude try you. Like I we was talking to Brent. Me and Max we was talking to Brent last night. And we were just going back over some campfire ghost tales from undergrad. And I was like, man, I'm glad to see some brothers still brothers out here, dog. Like the way cats used to operate, they just kind of have to have some, like, decorum about being a dude. Let me see you score thir- 33 and tell the interviewer you had a deadly night. That'll work. That'll work. I'm with it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That, that'll work. It's definitely Jared Dudley is still on the, it's still on the uh, roster. He's still on the roster? Yeah, it might be a, it might be a Udonis Haslam type situation. You think he coaching, or you think what? Because Donis, Donis out there coaching. Is is Don is Udonis still suiting up, or is he officially a coach now? No, nah, he's still suiting up. He's still on the roster. Uh, I just know. Yeah, it might be uh, Udonis has some situation. So we think Jerry Dudley that good that he's gonna end up being a coach at some point. I, mean, no, I, I think that's... Jerek Dudley. He, I think he's universally respected around the league. Like that's just what it is. I think that people. You know, people know that he's not the greatest player, but, you know, he's humble, he's cool or whatever. Yeah. Even though he called Paul George on the book. But, <laughs> no, you're but right. I, think, I think that's what I think that's the effect that Derek, Jared Dudley, you know, kind of how uh, Juwan Howard, how teams kept Juwan Howard around. It's just certain guys that teams are comfortable with keeping around just because it's good for the uh, morale. So, and you know, once you get once you get blessed by um, by LeBron, you you good for life. So. So you saying the Clippers need to trade for Jared Dudley for the, the locker room morale? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to. Who, who did who did the Clippers have for like what OG did the Clippers have around to like keep things Last together year? for the team? And that might have been the problem. They didn't have like, an OG around to, and and that's what they were saying is that they didn't have any real leadership on the team last year because so Kawhi is like a very quiet guy. Yeah, he quiet. Paul Jordan. I ain't gonna say nothing. Paul George is the ultimate number two, and so you didn't have any like outspoken OGs in the in the locker room to kind of keep everybody together. And I think that's why the Heat keep uh, Udonis Haslam around, even though yeah. uh, Jimmy Butler seems to be that 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 leader that they need. But so every team needs that kind of that that old school dude that everybody's gonna listen to, even though he's not getting buckets no more, <laughs> or, or even touching the court. But yeah, and it, I mean, but you got that in LeBron and the Lakers, right? Oh, yeah, just, you definitely got LeBron. But I don't LeBron see how has to... always kept. LeBron has always kept like like even when Perk was with with the Cavaliers, LeBron has always kept that that elder statesman on the team, you know, to kind of keep everybody behind when you know besides himself. I think that's kind of a theme to 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 the teams because I because I want to say Juwan Howard was still on those. Was on those the early Miami team. teams. Yeah, he was still on the Heat so, team. And, it, and of course, Adonis Haslam was still still there, still around. So, but why didn't it work for the uh, Clippers when they had Sam Cassell and Doc and Ty Lue? You talking about the coaches? Yeah, they, they got to be in the uniform. You think it's got that's the difference? Like cats got to be in the fray. Yeah, and I think I think out. the coaches. I think the coaches keep those guys around because. One, it's almost like a go-between between the coach and the players. 
you know, yeah. and and that's what that's what you see is you Dallas was had the clipboard out drawing up plays uh, during 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 timeouts sometimes. So yeah, you got to be like an on field coach think, or on court yeah. coach. And Doc Rivers is savvy enough to know that you got to kind of have a guy around that like that. So I'm surprised, you know, as long as Doc Rivers has been around that, he didn't have kind of like, a new guy around for the Clippers last year. Maybe Doc ain't have uh, roster control in this particular instance. But, well, uh, well, he was the GM at one point, but they stripped those powers away from yeah. him uh, in the later in the later years. So, uh, well. Black Awareness Rally moment. We doing it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's, go. let's do uh, the... I had a, a sister that got for the Black Awareness Rally pageant. I forget her name, but there was a young lady that got a um, a catering gig for this, I think, for the Super Bowl. Was it the Super Bowl? She got... No, she didn't get a catering gig. Then she got to get like out of cleaning services that came in the town. Let me look it up. But she was a, a independent business owner, small business owner, young black lady that got awarded a, a, a grant to work with the Super Bowl. Some capacity. Um, and that it didn't go viral, but it, it showed up in a couple of my uh, black news sites. What you got? What you got? For, uh, let me get her name. Cool, cool. I have the young lady, Miss Amanda Gorman, who uh, the the poet, the the nationally recognized poet. Um, she spoke at Biden's inauguration, but she also, um, to follow that up, she is going to be uh, delivering a poem at the Super Bowl tonight. So shout out really? to that young lady, Amanda Gorman. Yes, that's how that's how impactful and that's how great of a job she did. Is that I don't know what part of the program they're going to slip a, a poem poem into tonight, mm-hmm. which I'll. I'll be on the lookout for Miss Amanda Gorman um, as she has the opportunity to uh, display, bless us with her talents and skills of uh, being a, a poet tonight. So, uh, Let me make an addendum to mine. That, I mean, that's huge. You know, I, I, think, I think it's really awesome that she's having a moment right now where she's getting respect and revered, even if it's like just pandering and lip service from certain corporations. But, you know, to, to see that you know, she's a story where people tried to counter out in education. She beat those odds. And then she came and spoke and basically was a, a truth to power uh, piece during the inauguration. And it's been so well received that people want to tell her story over and over and over again in a myriad of ways. So I definitely think that's awesome, man. Uh, that's definitely the true American ethos in practice, right? I mean, oh, yes. that that bootstrap, don't let them count you out. You fight, fight, fight. Do what you want to do. Do it your way. So, shouts out to her. And um, thank God for her getting the, the shine that she's getting. Because she could have did what she did and people just act like it wasn't no big deal. Uh, I saw two celebrities, um, Saweetie and Naomi Osaka. They're both donating money to different organizations. So Naomi, uh, Saweetie's donating. She started a campaign called the Saweetie Bowl, where she's taking 10 grand from like an Xbox bowl. You remember how the cats used to like play Xbox or Madden and stuff like that in big tournaments? Well, she's taking 10 grand from that and donating to uh, 
organizations that help underserved youth in the Atlanta area. So shouts out to her for that. That's the probably only thing I ever say about her. <laughs> I don't really rock with the music she make. Uh, guess maybe I'm just too old. I don't know what it is. And then Naomi Osaka, she just uh, started an investment brand. Well, not she became an investor in a brand called Sake Brand. So she's trying to uh, give everybody else a chance, man. Got to shout out to people that when they don't have to do stuff like that and they still being community oriented. What do yeah. you say? And, and no, I just want one. I wanted to add a quote that I was listening to a interview with uh, Master P this week, and he was saying a beautiful thing about black people is that the more we make, the more we give. Like that's just kind of intrinsic into into the culture. Mm-hmm. So definitely, you know, when hearing stories like this, it kind of resonates that. He, I mean, he's right on point with, um, you know, the what he was been able to create and how his mindset is to kind of put everybody else on. Um, and so I definitely want to give a shout out to um, the tennis player Osaka. I mean, just in the last year and a half, you know, she's just shown, you know, her ability not only to be a great tennis, tennis player, but mm-hmm. also, you know, to to really have her ear to the streets and understanding what's going on in the culture and find ways to make an impact with the platform that she's been blessed with. So definitely word, shout out word. to that young lady. Amen to that. Uh, sports and entertainment. Uh, this this might rub a few people the wrong way. I don't know if we got any listeners that really care, but if by chance someday somewhere down the line we go viral and people come back to episode 48, this might ruffle some feathers, but I want to give a shout out to uh, Joe Budden of Joe Budden Podcast. Uh, that's another person that is the American ethos in practice. Um, he just got named the head of creator equity over at Patreon. And it's still also got moved over to Patreon, which is a uh, a service that allows people to pay for premium content and premium access to certain features. Um, such as maybe, you know, getting your question read live on the air on a really large platform on YouTube or any other site. But, uh, you know, he came on the fire last September for publicly airing out his grievances with Spotify. People thought he was crazy because he was taking on a giant and he was one man doing it by himself and and all these other luminaries in the the podcasting and, and journalism industry were coming after him saying, yo, you don't know what you're doing. Um, you're continuing to, you know, burn down the bridges that you have in the industry. But uh since that move, he's he's just been getting afforded opportunity after opportunity for doing things that he thinks is right based on the integrity that he thinks should be afforded, the relationship between creators and creative directors, I guess each CEOs. So um, I'm always one to see a guy, you know, take it and, and shove it to the man, so to speak. And, uh, you know, props to him. Hopefully that, that venture continues to uh, prove that the American ethos can be a reality. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see if it pays off because, um, honestly, he turned down $30 million. So, um, yeah. so... We'll, we'll, we will see 
you know, if he bet on himself and we'll see, you know, yeah, we'll see how that how that works out. Yeah, I'm not but, like terribly uh, familiar with the story, but it seems like he keeps doing that much to the chagrin of popular opinion and uh, something about him being like a pioneer in this this uh, YouTube era. He was one of the created like Joe Budden TV when people were like, don't nobody care about that kind of stuff. And so uh, yes. he continues to, to be a trailblazer that doesn't get credit. And uh, hey, man, props to him. He said he don't want the money. He want, he want access. He wants equity. So, hey, more power to him. What you got? No, from our entertainment, I want to shout out the uh, National Museum of African American Music, um, which has finally opened in Nashville. Um, where are you going? Is, where are you going? How long are you going to wait for you? Is, well, actually, man, I I cover Tennessee as part of my uh, territory for work. So as soon as things open back up, I will be, you know, making sure that uh, I schedule a, a nice, solid appointment. I don't know. Tampa uh, <laughs> look open, man. Tampa look pretty open right now. Yeah, but other places saw an aren't, last aren't night. so open. So yeah, other places aren't so open. But um, but definitely, I, I, we actually we made a family trip out to Memphis, Tennessee, and we went to the National Civil Rights um, Museum. Uh, I think that was 2019. So that was a wonderful experience, and I'm sure the um, the National Museum of African American Music will be. Um, you know, just as good. Mm-hmm. And it is a museum that covers like all genres of, of music. And it kind of takes you uh, decade by decade of how things came together and the impact that, mm-hmm. um, you know, Americans have made to African-Americans have made to the music scene. So I want to uh, shot that, shot that joint out. It's um brand new. It actually, it was, it's, 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 um, a beautiful thing they cut the ribbon for it on Martin Luther King Day. So, dope, right? That's it. Oh yeah. What you call it? Yeah. Flex? I think that's a flex. That'd be a dope little flex. Yeah. yeah that's so, a, that's um, shout out flex. to that place. But hopefully, in the next the next uh, year or so, I'll be able to make a trip out and partake in that experience. True. Um, that's definitely on my to do list for 2021. Um, as soon as your boy get this vaccine. Um, both doses. I'm taking off. I'm going. So uh, it's supposed to be a two-hour drive from the crib. So I'm definitely going oh, really? to make it That's happen. Very convenient for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, that is the only reason I will ever go to Tennessee outside of a sporting event. So uh, hopefully, uh, I have a great time between trips from the hotel room and to uh, <laughs> to the museum. <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't got no interest in going, man. You ever got like a state or a place you like? There's no reason for me to go if it ain't a sporting event or you know, whatever cultural. I it's crazy. For the last three plus years, I my my job, you know, I, I cover the Southeast region, and I've had Mississippi as one of the states that I've covered, mm-hmm. and it is the only state that I have. I don't, I don't want to say refuse to go to, but yeah. it is the only state to where. It's like, oh, we need to go to Mississippi, and I'm like, uh, nah. So like, <laughs> so, you know, I, I keep I keep hearing something weird about Mississippi is also one of those states for me. I have no reason to go, but I just heard this stat recently. Somebody's like Mississippi, 
is the blackest. I think it's got the most black people. Period. Just like raw numbers out of any state, oh, okay. or like per capita. One of the two weird stats. And I was like, man, Mississippi just seemed like it's just like a flyover state for me. To, uh, I just yeah. So yeah. So in three if you have, years, I've been going there. If you have go out there to play in a in a game, would you go? A football game. If UF goes to play Mississippi State or Ole Miss. Ooh boy. Um I would have to be like I would have to definitely be with a crew. I'm not going by myself. <laughs> you to my you and nine bullets. <laughs> Or a crew of homeboys, so that that's how I know. But I mean, like I said, I, I do work in Mississippi. Like I, 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 I uh, conduct business in Mississippi. But thankfully, I've never had to travel there. So we'll see how long that how I, how long I continue to get away with that. Yeah, I know. Uh, I got quite a few places, man. Tennessee is definitely one of them. Uh, uh, I don't know. Well, anyway, you know, we, uh, we made a family trip there, and it w- it wasn't bad. I mean, Memphis. Uh, thankfully, uh, the wife was able to hook us up um, and get us into the Peabody, so that was a nice experience. And then we went the, to the Peabody Awards. The well, the Peabody Hotel there in, in Memphis. Oh, 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 kind oh, of oh. a historic hotel there. Um, and then also we went to the National Civil Rights Museum. Um, yeah, the you know unfortunate place of Martin Luther King's passing at the Lorraine Hotel. It wasn't passing, it was his demise. Murder. Hate sanction. Anyway, so, yeah. enough of that. No more politics stuff on this show. Back to the football stuff. Now, <laughs> if a man calls you no, out. No, we got to do a community meeting. We got to do the community oh, meeting. Oh. All right, the community well, uh, moment. Oh, and so. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the uh, California Black Freedom Fund. It is a five-year, $100 million initiative uh, to ensure that black power building and movement-based organizations have the sustained investments and resources they need to eradicate systematic and institutional racism. So that got on my radar because I saw where um, Zuckerberg of uh, Facebook, him and his wife, they made a significant financial contribution to it, mm-hmm. but um, so far the fund has been able to raise over a hundred million. So um, it's definitely and, and the good thing about it is that it's it's not these big corporations are not trying to um, you know do any movement work themselves. They're giving uh, money to the grassroots community advocates and community leaders who are mm-hmm. all who are already um, you know transforming the cities and the states so um big up to them of not trying to you know take the mantle but you know give the resources to the people who are already making the moves and who know how best to maneuver uh these situations so. what's the uh some other question that we typed the uh, uh organization in there let me get to the I'll, video uh, are you gonna put in the chat because yeah yeah I'll put i'm working a little different all right uh we we're uh I'm gonna try to get that added to the chat. <clears throat> um, I, I I didn't really have one because um, I, I was kind of struggling to, to find something that like was a 
a grassroots movement that kind of culminated into something kind of awesome. And I, what I landed on was this, this is going to be like real derivative tangent kind of thing. We voted Joe Biden in office. Joe Biden elected uh, General Austin to become the, the, the Defense Department Secretary. The reason I want to talk about that is because this brother, I think it was the first day of Black History Month, he decided to gut all, all departments, uh, defense departments, and freeze their operations until they proved the reason that they needed to be in existence. And uh, the reason he did that was to be like, man, I don't know which one of y'all used to mess with Trump. I ain't finna ask which one of y'all used to mess with Trump. I just wanna get rid of all y'all. So if that ain't a big flex for a brother to come in swinging the big stick, I don't know what it is. I just thought that was terribly funny. I thought that was uh, definitely apropos for the climate we live in. But just to see somebody that had the, the gumption to get something done like that and to be the first brother and that be like one of your first acts on the job is to fire and freeze all operations. I was like, yo, this yeah. dude, this dude got to get a big brass pad. Uh, yeah. So while uh, everybody else was, you know, figuring out the, the, the passcodes and how to log in to the computers, he's shutting down all the funding. Like, that's yeah, he's like, <laughs> ain't nothing happening. Ain't no funding. Ain't no positions. All y'all get like, no, no. What you do? What you do? What you do? And I need a PowerPoint before I put you back in the green light. I was like, God, y'all, you fired, y'all froze, and I ain't unfreezing y'all until y'all give me a PowerPoint. <laughs> He's like, y'all, and y'all got to present, tell me why y'all deserve to be an operator. I was like, dang, dude. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's a flex. Hey, that's man, flex. shout out to the, to the people on the ground for mobilizing and voting in somebody that, that had the integrity to, to choose a brother, even if the brother might, you know, be the apparatus of one of the most destructive empires in the history of the world, he still came in and was showing what, what you can do once you, you earn you earn your place. Um, no doubt. But yeah, man. Yeah, man, that, that's, those are, those are the, the topics for the Black Awareness Rally, everybody. That's all the stuff we got for the Black Awareness Rally. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. So we ain't got really nothing terribly weird. Uh, just has some silly stuff he, he suggested. I'm going to try these out. I know this is going to be from left field. So we're just going to see how you handle them. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, oh, you know we middle age now, dog? Yeah. Middle age? Really? Yeah, I think. Are we middle age? Yo, it's... Being in your thirties considered middle age? I hope not. <laughs> I hope this isn't halfway halfway through, man. I mean, you hope it ain't, but you know, given the all the stat people, seventy is where you where you can kind of learn learn the land. But uh, let's see. One question you had was like, "What's it like to be a middle aged black man who's first time father?" Like, how, how was that feeling for you? Like, do you feel like you had to? Do something like really weird? What was the feeling like knowing I got to make sure somebody else eat? Honestly, it's, I want to say, I say scary, but it, it is, it definitely causes you to kind 
pre-examine a lot of things. And it doesn't change when, when like I, we had our first child and then we had our second one. And then the second one, it was the same feeling. Like it was like, man, it just, it just came right back. One. Yeah. 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 It, it came right back. And I've had, I've had this conversation with a few fathers and, and that kind of the general census is like, wow. And I mean, in the, I mean, we're fortunate. We're blessed. You know, we're, my wife and I were married, you know, we, you know, we were, you know, in good situations financially or whatever. Yeah. And so even kind of all that being, we have great support systems from both um, my in-laws and from, you know, my folks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a comfortable situation, but even being in a comfortable situation that added responsibility, it's still kind of, it's still kind of, you know, you still kind of question, you know, yourself and are you ready for this? And, and I mean, sometimes it's like, sometimes I think like, man, how, how am I responsible for two? <laughs> like, how am I responsible for two human this, beings? Like, this, this, it, this, it's this kind of crazy uh, like that. So. Something, something that you know, me and Dre was talking about, cause you know, neither one of us are fathers, but you know, we, we get to the point that we kind of want to be and all this different stuff. Appreciate it, man. And then, uh, it's just something we laugh at. Like we didn't necessarily have somebody at the crib showing us step by step how to get stuff done. And I know that ain't probably ain't something you had. You know, you, you know, your mom and dad were together. But we was like, "Yo, did we miss anything coming up?" Is like, you know, products of a single parent home. Like some stuff we want to try now, but are, are, are we prepared? Did we need somebody to coach us through that? I mean, I know this generation got the benefit of everybody kind of pushing soft skills, right? Like, you know, we, we call it some some soft stuff, but people are talking about going to therapy, getting counseling, and that's something I kind of advocate for. But, you know, our generation, it was, you better not cry and punch in your mouth or don't show no, you know, just like this real archaic toughness. But that don't help you raise no kids. <laughs> like, nah. none, of that, none of that's useful in raising kids. And so now we're like, crap, what? How are we supposed to get ready for it? Like, what's yeah, it like? I mean, Making sure somebody else don't die. <laughs> it's um, it's I don't know. It's it's surreal. Like it's it's like you leave the hospital and you're like, y'all just gonna let me leave here with this? I'm responsible like, for this whole thing. Y'all just gonna let me leave here? So, so as I said, it's it was a it was a nervous feeling, and it you know what's crazy is that. You know, kind of one of the one of the first things that kind of like the responsibilities of being a father mm-hmm. was it was crazy because you went to the national championship game, uh, Alabama and LSU. You were you traveled to that to that game or whatever. Yeah. And at the time, my my wife and I we weren't telling anybody, but we were expecting a child or whatever. And one of the first thi- that's like one of the first things where I was like, nah, I got to sit this one out because I got to. Are you, you, you supposed to go? Huh? Remember, remember, we had talked about going together to that game or whatever, right? You're talking about 2011, right? What was yeah, that? 20, 2011, yeah. 2011. When you were going to New Orleans. Yeah, when you were going yeah, to New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was, I was planning to go on that trip with you, but I found out that we were planning to have a baby, and so when that happened, it was like, nah, I gotta, I gotta sit this one out or whatever. So those are kind of the 
the realities that you reach, like, hey, you know, it's it's not just about me anymore. Like I got, you know, and so, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a I want to say it was scary, but I was definitely nervous going into it. Like and, just uh, unsure of what, what's supposed to be happening, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unsure of what's supposed to be happening. But so, I think, yeah. I think the whole everybody being together in the community thing or whatever, definitely mm-hmm. makes it um a good situation for all of us right now though so just just having a bunch of money to throw at everything you know, Not, I, I, know I know a bunch of money but i'm, I'm just saying like i know like a couple a, people that, a community of people still, so you still need help regardless right still gonna need a squad to, to take on the challenges but i'm at max on house now right and yeah. you know i'm the godfather of his daughter and she's just real precious and extremely well behaved it's like, you know, they, they, they blessed with the behavior that she has as a one-year-old, right? But then there's still them days where, you know, she got a cold and, you know, they tired because they got to stay up. And I'm like, yo, you still need help. Like, you got two parents, but yeah. people still got to work. And I'm looking at my dog. See, I'm looking at all y'all. That's parents. T.O., you, Brian, just... All the cats who was in school, and I'm like, yo, these cats got kids. Like, yeah. What is that? Yeah. I mean, I'm, and I, I'm not going to front. I, I give a lot of credit to uh, my mother, my, my mother-in-law. I mean, just my in-laws in period. Yeah, uh, yeah, period. yeah. They're, they're close in proximity. They're maybe like 15 minutes away from our house. Mm-hmm. But with everything that, you know, my wife is involved in with you know building you know working and then building her empire and and all that stuff or whatever yeah you know them being able to kind of step in you know at any moment or whatever is a big boost to all of us so that's why i say we're very fortunate in that situation to where we kind of have some backup because you know we're involved in a lot of stuff you know when things are going normal work-wise you know, I travel out of state and, and, and go different places, uh, you know, regularly. So having people in in place is, you know, have, having people in place is, is, is major and it helps out. And, and um, you see where, you know. You could have, you thing, see what said, now? You know, that, that situation that I brought up. I said I saw in the chat where Bradford mentioned sacrifice. And, you know, that's one of the things that you, you kind of uh, think about, you know, when you do have, have kids that, you know, the situation with the, with the national championship game, you know, that was a lifetime experience. But, hey, you sacrifice that to um, because you know what it's going to take to be an effective parent. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm definitely with you on that. I just. There's always something weird me and, me and Drew kind of talk about because we don't, we just don't understand, like, how you just get thrust in that position. But, you know, we're responsible people, you know, by all accounts, we're good moral people. That don't, that don't help you get ready for no kids, you know what I mean? That don't help you get ready to be nobody's husband. So uh, it's just a, a weird concept that we, we kind of stumble over a lot. I think both of us kind of itching to kind of, be prepared for whatever the next phase of adulthood is and, and move. So 
we always be looking at y'all like, man, yo, how y'all doing it? Like, Elf would have another one. We like, yeah, that's that ain't, ain't gonna bother you. I just, I don't. Well, he he just had another one, so yeah, yeah, it just, not, yeah, and he, yeah, so. I mean, I'm sure you know the adjustment to the schedule, but he wasn't like, oh man, I'm gonna have a kid. You know, it just, you know, as a kid, we always got taught, don't have kids, don't have kids, don't have kids. <laughs> now you're like almost 40, you're like, when you going to have kids? When he's like, wait, 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 when the flip script? I mean, when the script flipped, like, just came out of nowhere with that one. But, uh, all right, next topic, next topic. We just, just off the cuff. Uh, can men be as concerned about respect in this new age as we used to be? Respect from who? Well, from, a little background for everybody. Back in the, you know, typically, men are, we always care about respect. I mean, like, out of respect from other men, respect from the industry. But I heard, uh, I heard your, your homeboy, Colin Cowherd, bring this up, and I heard Miles Monroe talk about it quite a bit. And so I know this, this is kind of basically universal as far as I'm concerned. But men need respect. That we need to feel respected wherever we at, whatever spaces, whatever relationships we got. And, uh, he was talking about Tom Brady giving the Super Bowl. Tom Brady ain't playing for GOAT status. Tom Brady is the GOAT. That ain't going to change unless somebody come along and win 10 out of 10. You know what I mean? Like, he's just going to have to have better percentages and more rings. Uh, Tom Brady is no longer playing for anything but respect. He wants the respect that everybody never questions how he won that that game or his contribution to the Patriots dynasty, right? He's playing for respect at this point. So it got me thinking. I was like, yo, how are we supposed to go about getting respect in this new game, this new age? Like, this is getting, getting the money. You know, God willing, they be equal for the skills and the, the pay is equal based on their skills and accomplishments. So we got to respect that because they earned it, given what they were. So what what we supposed to do now? Like, how do men look to respect? Just keep playing sports? Keep just walking up to people and knocking niggas out? Is that, that's what's left? That's all we got left? No. And, and, it, and it's, funny, it's funny that you bring up Calvin Carter talking about respect because he has one of, like, the quotes that I kind of, um, like, remember on respect. And yeah. he was talking about the show Sopranos. Okay. And it was, this was like a long time ago when he brought this up. This was okay. a long time ago. But he was like, the ultimate respect that somebody has for you is that they don't even, like, try you. Like, that's the respect. Like, like if, if you're, he was talking about Tony Soprano in, in the show Sopranos. He was like, oh, the, 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 res, the respect that people show Tony Soprano is that they don't even come to him with BS. Like, that's the ultimate respect. But once somebody does come to him disrespectful, Tony handles it in a way to where not only does he correct the person who disrespected him, but he makes sure that people don't like other people see it to where they know not to um, disrespect him. So he was like, the ultimate respect that you can show somebody is that you don't even put them in a, in a, in a, in a bad position to where they have to flex their power. And as far as the, 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 the respect being a driver for men respect is, I mean, I, I read this, 
read a book, um, His Needs, Her Needs, right here. It's a, it's a, it's a marriage book. Uh, and it's written by a pastor, and he kind of gives a uh, biblical background to where respect is the number one driver for men. Like yeah. men That's feeling true. respected and being respected is by far their number one driver. Right. Um, for women, it's to it's to feel loved, desired, and, and, you know, care appreciated, for, right. and desired. But mm-hmm. for men, the number one driver they have is for respect, and it's not just you know not just in their own households, but from other men. So that's you know that's so. It's not something that's new. It's definitely something that has been around for you know probably since the beginning of time. But the world changing it. Need and drive to be. Yeah, I mean the the world is changing it to where. What we do? What what's the new thing? Do we just because we talked about last week? You know, hanging your hat on your salary now, that might not be a good thing because what if you got an old lady that that's that's beating you in that category? How are you supposed to garner respect? I mean, you could probably get respect from the homies, but when it used to be with the homies or just men that you work with, the salary thing, the position hierarchy, that was like a simple way to just, all right, you know, he the president on the vice president, respect, deference because of the position title. What what we doing now? Like how we, how we need to recalibrate because we're going to have to level set now. Like, okay, we can still have respect on the court, we can still have respect amongst the homies, but what are we doing in the rest of the world? Because look at look at look at Paul George, Jared Dudley. Okay, Jared Dudley got a ring. Jared Dudley got a ring. But yes, I, I already feel somebody saying, "Okay, he dropped thirty-three tonight. Tomorrow he's probably going to drop three. It's Paul George. Who cares? That means I still don't respect what he's doing. Like. Perfect example. Bro was talking about uh, we was talking about the Clippers having the number one record in the league, but people was like, we still can't count on them to be the the the, the number one threat to the Lakers because we don't know what's gonna happen next month. We don't respect that record. So I'm like, dang, like what you supposed to do? Well, the good thing about the good thing about sports, and that, and that's why I think a lot of men are drawn to sports and there's such a gravitation to it is that you you get to settle the score no matter what it is no matter how somebody feels about you no matter what they think about you there is a fair way for you to settle the score and that's to compete it out and i think that's why i think that's why a lot of men that's why sports resonates with a lot of men is that hey no matter what you say no matter how you feel we're going to get on this court, we're going to get on this field, and we're going, to, um, we're going to get this settled out. And that's the beautiful thing about the NBA is that Jared Dudley can say whatever he wants to say, but as long as Paul George is healthy and he's ready to go into playoffs, it's going to be settled on the court. And that is, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the, the best way to go about doing it. It's like when you have rap beef, when people get mad at each other and rap, how do you sell it? You you battle it. Hopefully, you battle it out with lyrics or whatever. But sometimes it's sp- spilled out to outside of the the rap genre, and you know, and 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 the, and the guns have come out. So right. I think that's the, the the beautiful thing about competition is that that's the ultimate way to settle to settle any you know uh, you know any any battle. And so I think sports is, is, is it, it just builds anticipation. Now people are going to be like. 
oh man, if the Lakers played the, the, the uh, Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, it's going to be a, even though Jared Dudley is going to be on the bench, it's going to be a camera on Jared Dudley. Every <laughs> it's gonna time. Be a, yes, it's going to be a camera on Jared Dudley. So, so T.O. Say, say something. He's like, man, being consistent, that's, that's a large part of it. Uh, that's a key part of getting respect from your peers and other men. So let's see. If all humans were taken into the same consideration, there would be no thought that someone values respect more than the other. Okay. So elaborate on that. What What do you mean if all humans were... T- so who are create, treated equally and valued equally? She's saying maybe there's no need to place so much emphasis on being respected. Um, again, that's, that's, that's some new age thinking, right? We got books, authors from different walks of life, different industries, all saying men just want to be respected, either by other men or otherwise. How does somebody go about feeling like they ain't got to rely? Like what? Risa, if that's the case, what do people rely on now for their self-worth? Do they just say, I mean, everybody ain't Christian, so what about the person that's not a Christian? How do they evaluate? What about the person that's, I don't know, a Satanist? What are they doing to get respect? What about animals? Animals don't look at, want to be like, overall equal in the jungle. I'm not respecting the lion. You going to tell the lion that? The elephant bigger than the lion, but he still respects the lion. The hippo is bigger than the lion, but the hippo still respects the lion. For some reason, ain't nobody telling the lion, look, man, we all equal. I ain't respecting you because you might bite me. Yeah, so we seem to be um, hearing from the young ladies that being consistent and stable will gain you respect from women as well. So being consistent? Okay, so that, that support so, what uh, T.O. said. I think, I, I think, I think um, you know, being re- consistent in your responsibilities. Um, okay. Like, I think it's Steve Harvey that has a, a quote that's saying, um, you know, do what you say and say what you do. Uh, that, you know, that, that builds that consistency in how, you know, in how people approach your, or the level of um, value that people place on you. Okay. Because are you constantly and consistently, um, you know, holding up your end of the bargain? So. So. All right. So be consistent. Keep your word. That's that's the OG way to put it. Just keep your word. Uh, don't write checks your, your butt can't cash. It says uh, Risa says women want the same respect men want. Do we? Have to evaluate women differently if we go by keep your word or, you know, do what you say you're well, going to do and say what you're going to do? Well, well, that's what I was saying last week is that when it comes to when it definitely as if you're married and the roles and responsibility may change from from traditional roles and responsibilities. I think that's mm-hmm. why you have to sit down and have a conversation with okay. your with, you know, with, hey, what do you value um, in in and stop trying to stick to traditional roles and responsibilities and see, Hey, what are your strengths? What do you bring to the table? These are my strengths is what I bring to the table or whatever. How can we make the most of what, um, you know, what we have 
and also what we want and what we value, whatever, to make this a sustainable growing relationship. I think that's the thing is that we have to go away from these general guidelines and look at, all right, what's best for my particular situation and the person and the people that I deal with. I think that's one thing that we, we, that's one thing to where it used to be kind of plain and simple that every man wants this, every woman wants that. Mm -hmm. But now as roles have, have kind of get intertwined sometimes Mm -hmm. is that we have to figure out what works for us individually. So I think that's the new code is figuring out what works for you and being able to, um, you know, speak to those things and also speak to what you can offer um, your significant other. So not speaking ahead, in generalities, but speaking of getting comfortable with yourself and have those conversations with yourself of what it is that I'm looking for, what is it that I need, and then being able to relate those needs to your um, significant other. Okay, so let me, let me see if I got this right based on what you're saying what everybody in the group is saying. Y'all didn't sit down and talk about it. Even if it's a, a, a sports event, a business event, or a romantic event or situation, I mean, everybody didn't sit down and talk about the roles. And then at that point, just try to be consistent and keeping your part of the agreement. And that'll garner yeah, you respect. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying once you, once you have an understanding for what, your partner significant other needs or whatever once you have a, a great understanding and you 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 garner that understanding by having conversations and, and understanding each other but once you have an understanding of hey this is what they're looking for this is what they expect consistently meeting those needs or those wants or whatever that's what garners respect by consistently doing it on an everyday basis not you know not hit or miss or whatever but consistently understanding their needs and meeting those needs what if I try to renegotiate based on my performance? What if I say I've outperformed my agreement? You know, whether it be at your job, your, your marriage, or your sports team. Or, or, what you, somebody... or, or your, your view on things change. I mean, as people grow and evolve and see things differently, their, their views on things change or whatever. But that's why I say, that's where I, last week I said communication is an important part of it. You communicate, hey, I saw this differently this time, but I see things a little bit different now or whatever. So communication is, is a very important part of all that. Man, who knew all of this could be boiled down to such a simple concept? Right? Are you telling me Paul George ain't even got to respond to Jared Dudley? He just got to drop 33 every night and just interview after interview be like, I'm just on my deadly right now. <laughs> just on my, I'm on my deadly. I saw some... Uh, Interesting uh, a comparison about uh, Pat Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Uh, Pat Mahomes' first year in the league, they I think they made the playoffs and got put out or something like that, something crazy. And then the next year they yeah, won. He made it they got put out by yeah, got put they out got by put Brady. Out by the New England Patriots. Yeah, got put out by Brady. Then the next year they won the Super Bowl. Then the third year they had to go up against Brady in the Super Bowl. And you know, you know. Seahawks lost when they had that situation, but Pat Mahomes' situation has yet to be written, or the story has yet to be written. We don't necessarily talk about Russell Wilson in that same conversation as we did as we do with Pat Mahomes. Like Pat Mahomes might be the greatest quarterback we ever seen. 
a la 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 just in terms of pure talent and ability. We don't talk about Russell Wilson with that when they've got the exact same first three year, you know what I mean, trajectory. Russell Wilson is consistent. Why isn't he getting the respect that Pat Mahomes is getting? Like, can anybody help us with that? Why are we not respecting Russell Wilson the way we were we revering and lauding Pat Mahomes? Because he's a consistent brother. He's outperformed his duties. Yes. I, Why think, the media it, I think it's an excitement. I think it's an excitement factor to where Pat Mahomes does it more with a little bit more flair and a little bit more excitement. And, you know, Mahomes is, you know, kind of the next up and coming thing. And as I said, and if there is a model of consistency, not just on the field, but off the field, I think Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson is, 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 is definitely it. Like yeah. I, I tell, you know, I tell my, 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 uh, oldest son who, who loves it in NFL and, you know, follows all the players and everything. I was like, you know, Russell Wilson is, you know, that's the quintessential, uh, role model. You know, if you, if you're, you're, you know, trying to, you know, look at guys and how they carry themselves and, and how they go about conducting business. Yeah. You know, so I, I think I, I do think in that sense that Russell Wilson is underrated um, when it comes to disrespected. You know, underrated, you know, disrespected. In terms correct. of the show's topic. Hmm. I, I'll, I'll agree with you because and, and I've had this conversation. I was like, you know, why isn't this brother getting more, you know, adulation? Why isn't he getting yeah. yeah, why isn't he getting more adulation? Because I say he is, you know, really, really holding it down. So. Hey, I don't know, man. It, it just we could apply that because God knows He was at the center of a a firestorm when it came to romantic endeavors in Black Hollywood. Um, his wife used to date Future, who's a guy that's got respect for doing different types of things from a different section of the population of, of Black America. But you know, before Russell Wilson got with Sierra. Black people weren't looking at that consistency and him just being a good dude that's going in, putting in work in day in, day out, on and off the field. Like, he wasn't respected. Now that he got Sierra, people were like, oh, wait, maybe maybe I should look for a guy like Russell Wilson. So what what, what happens in life when, I guess, the game changed, man? Like, how we, you know what I mean? How we, how we supposed to deal with that as humans? Because Reese saying women want the same respect men want. So what if a sister get replaced and was like, all right, you know, you, you ain't no longer that dude or that lady because somebody else came. They doing the same thing you're doing, got the same production. But for some reason, I just like how they doing it. They might have a a microphone with glitter on it. Yours is just pink. Somebody be like, I like literally microphones. So I, I just, we need what? What, what we need? Just got to knock down and drag out, duke it out. Let's see, uh, Tillerson, I think Russell respected. He just don't have that flash that Pat has right now in the league. That really goes by what have you done for me lately mentality. That's the world we live in, man. Janet Jackson, what have you done for me lately? Ooh, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and I didn't know that. Uh, this is this is a uh, short side note, but I didn't know that the Super Bowls are supposed to be Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. Did you know that? This when? What? What? Where you read that? I don't know. I saw that on Twitter earlier today. Because I, I you know, I guess that incident that happened. So at Jackson. <laughs> Some people feel like it altered her career. 
the projector of her career. And so no, I, I, guess I, I did to see pay that. homage to to her and the incident that on uh, the the annual Super Bowl occasion that people see this as Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. I mean, y'all think Janet Jackson career just took a nosedive after the nipple gate? I don't know. Did she? Did it take a nosedive after the nipple gate? I mean, she ended up dating Jermaine Dupree. Was that like a fall off? After dating some kind of Prince dude. Um, yeah, she dated some billionaire. I, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember her making no more music after that. Certainly, I ain't yeah. seen her nowhere. I think the last time I heard about it was like, oh, she got six pack. I think that was the last time I heard about it. Dang, you slipping a nip or you? Now you think yeah, but that was just a small oh. side note, though. That was yeah. a small side note. I don't know, man. I know what y'all doing yeah. Super Bowl, man. Y'all, how everybody getting ready for it? Planning to enjoy it. And that, and, and that's another thing too, man. You you talk about um, kids or whatever. Is that I remember there were several years, you know, <clears> me and you <throat> would get together for the Super Bowl and, and hung out or whatever. And it's like this year, man. You know, with with you know my 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 boys, um, my older son, he's definitely into it. My younger son, he I think he's just. Uh, militant and defiant to where he's like oh everybody else is about that i'm gonna go the opposite direction like that's really <laughs> that's just yeah like i'm gonna tell <laughs> you a like funny story some, what about homies so i'm gonna tell you a funny story so friday was buccaneers day to where you're supposed to wear buccaneer stuff to school okay and so they both have buccaneer jerseys and um so i you know i pick out their clothes so i put buccaneer jerseys on them but in the morning it's cold or whatever so i had a jacket over it or whatever and so I think it got up to like mid to high seventies on Friday. Mm-hmm. My 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 younger son he decides to wear his jacket the entire day. He he will he will suffer in the heat to to prove a point that he's not displaying his Bucks jersey. So he will wear like a jacket over his jersey the this, entire this, day. He says your younger son did it. Yeah, my younger son did it. <laughs> and so I was like, so you didn't take the jacket off all off? Nah. Why? Time he's done this because he doesn't want to. Because he doesn't want to show his that he was wearing a Bucks jersey. He, he just didn't want to do what everybody's doing. <laughs> nah, so that's him. But um, <laughs> All right, there you go. That that sounds like the makers of a leader of a man, leader of men. <laughs> so yeah, or an innovator. So yeah, but but as they get into it or whatever, it's kind of like you just want to like you know enjoy this this uh, moment with them or whatever because it's such a a big, you know, a big uh, happening. And, you know, he's uh, heavily into the, to the NFL. So, yeah. So I think Damn, that's kind of the, 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 the evolution of, you know, how, you know, you used to hang out with the homies, but now it's like, you know, now you got two little homies that you, you know, want to enjoy the moment with. So listen, man, it kind of ties, about- it kind of ties into the, to the, to the fatherhood thing that we talked about yeah, earlier. Yeah. Um, in, in the right. conversation, so Just do do fatherhood together, right? I guess that's yeah. the, the remedy to it. Uh, would be nice, man. This, this pandemic just got me second guessing a lot of stuff, man. Because somebody asked me yesterday, man, like you miss living in Florida? I'm like, nah, I miss the, the relationships and spending time with the people that I, you know, know live in Florida. But in terms of the state and the city, no, I don't miss it. I just wish the people and the relationships could do the things that Atlanta has to offer. You know what I mean? Or just do the stuff we used to do, like sporting events. That meant kickbacks. 
I mean, that meant firing grills up. So I do miss that. So anybody that gets a chance to hear that, you know, I mean, that that is a valuable thing that I do miss. Uh, but hey, man, let's, let's let's try to have a good time. Last day, last last time to make you pick before the game. Who you got winning? I, I am hoping that the, the Buccaneers win. I, I really am hoping that the Buccaneers win. Um, right. As I said, I don't, think it, I don't think it's smart to bet against Tom Brady. Okay. I just don't think it's smart to bet against Tom Brady. So. Uh, who, are you, who are you picking? I don't know, man. This, this has been like a crazy debate all week. I know Tom is Tom terrific, and he's done it ten times. Got there ten times, won it six times. Tom's gonna have to. If Tom win, I'll be surprised. I do think it'll be a cool story at the end of the year, but I just don't think it makes sense to pick against the Chiefs right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna the, Chiefs the Chiefs are very impressive. The I'm Chiefs gonna, were very impressive against the Bills. Like they, that was. Flat out, uh, wire to wire, they put yeah. on this too. yeah. And so, after that, when I was like, Man, it's gonna be a tough task for for um, for the Buccaneers. If the Buccaneers had any other quarterback in the world, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a conversation, it, would, it wouldn't be a conversation. But the fact mm-hmm. that they have Tom Brady, it's like, I'm want to see what they do, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm gonna pick the Bucks because I just think it'll be a lot of chaos. Might be good chaos, but it'd be a lot of chaos. I'm gonna go with my chaos theory. I do like chaos. So let me see if the Bucks win, and uh, it'll be a good story, and it'd be nice to see the city get set on fire for that in a good way. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I'm gonna hope they win, but I just don't think it's gonna happen. Is is there gonna be a, a party? Where, where, what street was that on that we partied after the Bucks won the Super Bowl our freshman year? Well, what street was that? Yeah, is there gonna be a party on Holly uh, this year? Yeah, I'm right about to find out. I remember uh, B was throwing footballs at random people <laughs> that night. Get <laughs> my on the roof, <laughs> man. The stuff we was so, yeah, doing back so, there should have been in jail. Oh so, yeah, but yeah, that was our that was our freshman year when the uh, Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, yeah, the last time. And I remember everybody just kind of coming together and Let it just hanging out, and having a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just uh, didn't I first time met the, the people that was on the roof for throwing bees at everybody. I think that's what happened. But anyway, another conversation. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, we're gonna let y'all get back to it. Get to the festivities. Enjoy yourself. Eat, drink, be merry, and uh, hopefully everybody get an outcome that they can enjoy. Again, yeah, thanks, Kendra, for. Provide the backdrop for this week's show. Sure. Y'all are gonna know Drill is a, a diehard Bucks fan, lifelong Tampa native, so we know who he's going with. Yeah. All right, so thanks for coming right, in, man. I appreciate all the new the new folks, man. Hey, if you're on the on the feed right now, we got nine people. Can we get nine likes? Can we get nine thumbs up? You, whatever you want to pick, hearts, happy faces. Angry faces, sad faces. Get nine likes, nine likes. Uh, share. I do think this disrespect conversation actually got pretty juicy. 
that we'll probably get into a little more later. Hopefully, hopefully, I mean, we, we've been we've been talking about, it, but hopefully, we'll get a, a young lady to come on the show and, and give um, to be to expound on the yeah volunteers of the hey, conversation. Yeah, if, volunteers. If, if y'all know any young ladies that want to join the, the, the chat, good morning, welcome. Anybody want to join the show, good morning, welcome. Because we don't want we don't want it to be all one sided. Yeah, no. Sometimes we don't disagree on stuff, and it makes for a different kind of show. Thank you, Mrs. Pledge. Mrs. Pledge, it was a great show. Quanika uh, says it's time for win. Well, I can see more pirate ships in stores. <laughs> so it's just going to be a little different. I don't know, man. We're going to see what's happening. I tell you what, I ain't seen so many John Lynch jerseys in my life. Yeah, he, he got um, Warrior Hall of Fame yesterday, so. Oh, that's... Him and, and all Scott, that's day one. That's day one and two right there. Let's see what, you know what I mean. This is, oh, Lord. This this will be a good week for him, man. Good week, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. All right, y'all. Yeah. All right. Thanks for rocking, Thanks with, for rocking with us. God bless. Peace.